0: Hey everybody, welcome back to This Is Gonna Hurt, a 5th Edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, we're in the midst of our season three, mid-season hiatus. So we're we're doing something special. We we didn't take mid-season breaks for the first two seasons, but as I said in the last episode, unfortunately, uh, you know, life has been uh, catching up. We got all sorts of crazy stuff going on, people getting married. Yeah, that's it. I don't know what everybody else's excuse is. Wow. So all sorts of cool things going on. So joining me on the couch today, we have Jeremy. In case you couldn't figure it out, this hey, is up? Owen. I'm the dungeon master for This Is Gonna Hurt. And uh, yeah, so Jeremy, welcome to the show. Hey,
1: thanks. How's it going?
0: It's, uh, Glad to beer. Yeah, it's good. Right. This is the part of the show where you and I talk for a little bit. All right. And uh, it's about something specific cool actually that's not accurate it's about someone specific okay uh aka
1: junta oh wow okay it's a surprise i thought we were just coming to you know chit chat and I shoot mean, we, the could, breeze, we, we could do that that's... too
0: we could just send steve a big screw you and just and just talk about anything you want to <laughs> so, talk about yeah, really so instead I've,
1: I've really been listening to a lot of uh these kinds of podcasts and stuff where people just kind of jump on and talk about random topics, mostly political, but not that I'm a political guy, but you know, um, you know, so just really a lot of experience with that kind of, this is
0: not acceptable.
1: That kind of,
0: we're getting, we're getting the (laughs) nay, nay from the the producer. Uh, He has charmed in. Okay. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. He has Uh, big cue cards that say, get back to the script. Oh, sorry. So, Junta. Yeah, what's up? Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna roll some dice because even if we can't be playing Dungeons and Dragons, we can still be playing Dungeons and Dragons. So sweet. Uh, we're gonna have you roll some dice. We're gonna get those uh, those hunted's out, and uh, I'm gonna ask you some questions. As I always give credit to them because I because I think they're fabulous in everything they do. Sure. Which the only thing is this that I've ever seen them do mm. is uh Beth Kinderman and Nikki Walker, who were the OG. Uh, writers for these 100 questions that you should ask about your, your D&D character. Oh, great work, guys. Um, I, I use these as like a homework assignment for another campaign. I don't know if you remember doing that. I do remember doing that. I assume so, because it's not a quick homework assignment. I was the first
1: one done with it. Mm. Just put that out there. I think your wife was the last one done with
0: it. Yes. Um, Which is funny because she was, she like started first and I was like, she was like asking me questions and stuff like the whole time that people were working on it. it. Yeah. And then it just happened to be the last person. Yeah. And I do, I like, I I know for that one, if people wanted to like change characters, Steve and I were talking last week about uh, how like as a DM, I think you got to be willing to roll with the idea of somebody like coming in and with a new character, which is something we could talk about today too with Junta and everything.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And, uh, I definitely think that in future games, if someone wants to come in with a new character, I might like demand these hundred questions because wow. I know for me, as I'm, like a penalty, as like a not like a yeah, but like, like I'm not, a I'm a cost. flaky guy. I come up with new characters like sure. every other day. I'm right there with you, yeah. and so I, I think it it buys a little bit of favor with your DM to be like this isn't just some you know fleeting idea that'll be gone next week like i'm really like this is like one of the ones i really want to play
1: yeah i think i was introduced as the guy in the beginning of the podcast that comes up mm-hmm. with with 50 different characters like in base say, hey, can i play this this week can i do this so yeah I'm, I'm definitely right there with that so
0: i think if we ever if we ever managed to do a campaign too, again no 100 percent, no promises listeners completely hypothetical uh, so, uh yeah to to the nth degree um you ever think about how funny the, the, the word nth is? Yes. And it it's used to be like this Quite really often, big actually. number. That was my shower thought this morning, but actually. But it's still in the, no wait, that's not nth. What am I thinking of? Um-teenth. No, right. I'm thinking of umpteenth. Oh, umpteenth. yeah, that's yeah. what it
1: is. Nth degree is, is a legit thing.
0: The umpteenth the is, is used as this big number, but it's in the teens. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I definitely stole that joke from someone. Credit okay. where credit is supposed to be. Whatever that is. Um, but uh, yeah, if we ever did a, a campaign too, I think I think you and I would should have to work on some some way that like you know every like three weeks you come in with a new character or something. So some, I'm like,
1: I'd be down with that.
0: Like you're just like every every time you sneeze, you like reincarnate <laughs>
1: or something. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right, yeah, <laughs> and sure. New
0: personality, you know, but all the same memories. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> we'll, yeah.
1: we'll work on it. I know. I know you talked about. Uh, I haven't listened to, to Steve's episode yet, but. Um, you know, talking about DMing people who want to play different characters, you know, that also goes into like, I'm DM a campaign where there's honestly now officially 13 people. Whoa. Right. But it's not like they ever all show up. Right. Right. So I end up playing on average with six to seven. And uh, we, I basically made it like, I'm not RPing this
0: every single time. No
1: way. Yeah. Like you're not going to, um, you're not going to get lost. And it's just going to be, you're in an alternate universe. And, You've been traveling with these people the whole time, or you haven't been, and that's
0: it. Like I can't. I, there's no way. I think with that number of people, I think it's fine to just kind of suspend disbelief, in, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, oh yeah, gro-, you know, like, and people are still inevitably going to make jokes like, "Grognar, you were real quiet last week." <laughs> yeah, but I think you just gotta like let roll, it go, roll with it, just let it go. Like I think if you have like six or seven people, right, and like one was gonna be missing occasionally, I think, I think it can be fun for the DM to have to figure out how to role play that. Sure. Like um, not to talk too much about another show, but there's this other D&D show and there's this certain uh, female barbarian character who also happens to be in Asmar, you know, and, and there she has this part of her backstory about like her God calling her away from time to time. And so if sure. she needs to leave Rand, you know, and I'm like, that's, that's like a cool thing. That's what I mean by like, if we yeah. ever, if we ever did it, you know,
1: that it has could, to be, very, would be a lot of, lot of things in the background that, that have to be could figured be out. It's be fun.
0: Figure yeah. out a bunch of backstory things to figure out like why you, Jeremy, are playing just like a bunch of different characters. Yeah.
1: And there's honestly, that doesn't, there's no reason why I do it. It's not like strategically I decide to do whatever. It's just I literally can't make decisions. Oh, I mean, that's really what it is. I just can't sure. decide and, and invest. For sure. I like I like creating a concept, living it out. I'm like, you know what? Either A, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be, or B, is something cooler than I like I thought about it like overnight or something. So well, I
0: have an idea, but we're not gonna share it on the air because I don't want anybody else to do it. So right. we'll talk after the sure. mics go off. So uh just to start with here, just to just to get us started, we're gonna start with question number one. Oh, cool. What is your character's full name?
1: I, I'm I'm honestly gonna say it's just Jenta. Like there's no there's really no familial Ties, I would say, not to make it seem too turtle-like, but I feel like in, in the culture that he grew up in, it was kind of like you were birthed, and then you're kind of just here, and you just got to figure it out. Word?
0: Uh, do me a favor, roll a... <clears throat> you know what I think? I think we're going to change this up a little bit, actually. Okay. Actually, do we have a D20 available? Yes. I'm going to have you roll a D20. Okay. And that'll, that'll pick which question from part one. We're going to start with part one. We're, sure. We'll answer a couple of questions from the basics. We'll, we'll still leave it up to the dice instead of rolling through. But All right.
1: That's a crit fail.
0: Oh, so what, question number one, what is your full name? All, right. <laughs> all right. Well, then. <laughs> I'll roll again. It's a
1: great night. All right. 17.
0: 17. All right. All right. Uh, how much schooling did Jinta have? What was what's, what was schooling like in the place that he's from, which we have not identified?
1: So um, as far as schooling goes, uh, the tortle people very much live by stories and mm. experiences. So uh, obviously they're the basic skills you learn through life and just kind of existing amongst the people. But um Everything else you kind of hear through stories, you know, just people coming back from their journeys afar and and telling about the things they found, you know, their drawings, their uh, written work, like whatever, whatever that is. And I think it's all compiled in this space, kind of like a library, I would guess. Mm. And uh, that is where you can go to study and, and, and kind of find out more about outside lands.
0: So this thing that Junta is doing, is that is that a common thing?
1: No, yeah, absolutely. Like, oh,
0: that, I think that's that's part of the culture.
1: I think so. I think you're uh, you're encouraged to kind of go and explore, you know? Like there there are different things that our people have no idea about and and the only way to find it is by exploring. Uh, you know, there are some people that would or you know, some people, I don't or, know, turtles. turtles. Sure. Uh, there's there are some turtles that I guess would um, kind of Prefer to stay in their realm and stay mm-hmm. in their, their area. Um, but it's quite a large part of the community that chooses to go out and actually look for things. And, um, you know, so cool. that's very, what is cool. doing.
0: Roll, a, roll another d20. We'll, st- we'll stay in this first little zone for a little while. Uh, that's a nine. Number nine. Does Jenta have any allergies or diseases? Uh,.
1: I would say no known diseases as of right now. I mean, obviously he's not one to worry about that necessarily. I mean, he's got clerical abilities, so I'm sure he would sense something was off and he could probably do some sort of restoration to to take care of that. Makes sense. Um, Allergies, uh, none from his land that he could recognize, but, I you know what I I wouldn't close it off to the realm of possibility that there's something he finds along the way something he's in just, a
0: trum that he's never eaten before
1: yeah I mean he tends to stick to the safe things as far as eating but even you know just Mostly maybe it's a different tree or yeah. there's a different thing that he hasn't experienced well,
0: before. we're eating random leaves from the ground I mean something something's bound to pop up I'm um, sure eventually uh, hit me with another uh, another d twenty we'll uh, we'll move that's a twelve All right so. We're gonna say this is and this is okay. Oh, this is like we're really, you know, we're really jumping in here. Sure. Uh, does Junta have any great regrets? Like big regrets?
1: I would say most recently. Uh, are we supposed to say stuff about the show? Like are people? Are we thinking people are caught up up there at this point? Yeah. So uh, I mean, even just the 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 incident on the ship where he kind of went a little dark. Mm. Um, you know, I would say that sli- he he regrets that mm. a little bit. There's, there was some definitely some anger. It was definitely, it was definitely a, a moment of, I would say weakness. He tends to be more controlled, more, more happy, go lucky, more positive. But in that moment, he was kind of just angry and, uh, didn't really appreciate how, the the sailor was treating,
0: taking advantage of, yeah, a,
1: of a young of a boy. young.
0: Not you know in in a. In a
1: and, uh, and I don't think Jinta knew exactly what was going on at the time, in the sense of, like he I, I would say he, he wasn't the most well informed as far as the whole situation was going. He was kind of just in the moment, like this guy is taking advantage of a young person, yeah, right. So it's like that's evil, you know. He lives on the side of good. He's like I'm. I'll play games like this and it kind of turned into something that was more than when he, he expected just to intimidate the guy right but mm-hmm. then turn into more than that so well, we all do things that we regret unfortunately it's something that you did
0: yeah sometimes people die
1: sometimes people die that's right
0: it's true uh run me another uh, d20 sure We're still in the 21 to, to 30 that's a four forty 40 range here so uh oh as a child what was was gentle like as a child what kind of personality traits did he display Sure. So,
1: um, he has always been fairly shy. Mm. Um, he doesn't necessarily go out to greet somebody with excitement or much affection. It it was kind of just like a, a steady wave of the hand or, you know, if he was introduced to somebody, he would kind of just, you know, the whole, I know it's like it seems like a bit, but, you know, that idea of, of introducing, like not understanding a language. Like if there was somebody from a faraway land that came and visited his village, he kind of would try to stay away. And aside from that, you know, he kind of sticks to what he knows. He sticks to what he likes, uh, he, what he, I guess as a child, what he did. Um, and he was always like reading and always just trying to learn and always trying to, um, discover new things in nature, like not Mm. necessarily
0: people Oh, like I see. I was going to ask, I mean, if, if he grew up in a culture where it's, it's routine for people to go out, absorb culture from another place and then come home and t- tell stories of their travels. I mean, you would you would imagine that that some of that would bleed into their society. So I guess more, like half of my question is and, and I think you might have just answered it is, is is why do you think why do you think Junto would have been that way? If he was being surrounded by a lot of cultures, kind of leaking into their own, but but and then which stems from kind of a bigger question of did that not happen? Did did other culture not bleed into their culture? Was it purely like academic? Like this is what the rest of the world is like, but like their their society remained relatively oh, unchanged. It, it's
1: definitely more academic than it is culturally stimulating, in it. and by any means, like they don't. I don't think the turtles want to change their way of living. I think they just want to understand what's going on. Outside of their their world, because again, that, that storytelling nature is there. It's and sometimes I think as a child, when you're you know being told these stories, they're just stories, mm-hmm. right? They're not. It's like the boy who cried wolf. I'm sure that somewhere in the universe there was a boy that cried wolf, and something bad happened. Maybe you know you don't really know. It could just be a metaphor, right? But I think as a child, you kind of think of those things as oh, that's that's extraordinary. That's great. Like how could that exist, really. Um, So a lot of turtles end up leaving because they want to see those things. They want to see if they're real. Um, But also, uh, I would say Junta specifically, he was more like thrusted into that world Mm -hmm. or thrusted into that idea um, more so than choosing it. So that's probably why he still has more of that shy kind of, I don't really want to present myself or be noticed, but I do want to look around and see because I'm, you know, there's wonder, there's wonder, there's awe in those things. So,
0: um, just a couple of questions branching off of there. One is uh, the the bit of uh, I don't understand that thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, Was that uh, was that intentional? Like before you came in the first that like episode, you like had that kind of planned. Was that or was that like was that something that you did the first time? and You're like, I'm going to do this every time, or like, like how did that?
1: Yeah, so how it, was, did it
0: become what it became.
1: It was completely I would I would say definitely intentional. Um and it's kind of disappearing more and more as he gets more comfortable with the group he's traveling with. Mm-hmm. I think they are having an active effect on him as far as his growth, being able to talk to people and be confident in that. If he does feel weird or does feel awkward, he will revert back to that. He will say like, you know, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying you know, stuff like that, but uh he it definitely was intentional, it definitely was on purpose because again he he was more thrusted into this life of wonder and, and uh travel more than more so than choosing it necessarily.
0: Cool. All right, let's hit uh the forty one to sixty section here. So we're a at D twenty. Forty one to sixty covers beliefs, opinions, relationships. Yeah, about that much. For anybody following along. All right, D twenty. It's 17. 17, so that's 57. Uh, does Junta have a spouse or a significant other? If so, describe this person. I would say no. I would say no right now. There's no, there's nobody. God, there's no one, there's no one back he's home. Dead. That just hasn't, hasn't been brought up this whole time. And
1: he's dedicated to his goddess. He is, uh, again, more, more on purpose for his mission than taking time to find somebody to love.
0: Question about question about his goddess Meliana is a is a nature goddess, which definitely has overlap with the domain of life. Sure. Um, and uh, w- which is his kind of uh, his expression of his faith is is in the life domain. Yep. Uh, is she like the big deity in his area, or is is she like one of the deities she's in this def- area
1: she's definitely one of the big deities. I wouldn't say it's like again, because of the culture of um, the appreciation or the the knowledge or like of of other cultures and other other things that are happening across the world, they definitely have this concept that there are other gods that they're, that they do exist or that people do believe they exist, you know, and they don't, they're not negatively opposed to those things. Like they're not going to say your God doesn't exist. They're just like, they, they, they realize, Hey, that's an expression of your faith. We understand completely. Um, um, but I would say Meliana is the one that they definitely like focus on and really.
0: So in a Meliana is, is depicted oftentimes as a beautiful elf maiden. But, you know, even beyond that, depending on where, you know, who is worshiping her, right? Because so she's, she's this life and nature, uh, you know, tamed and untamed. So, you know, she'll, she'll even be worshiped like in the sea. And so she'll be depicted with, you know, a mermaid tail or as an actual sea creature or... You know, her kind of sacred animal is the owl. At least that's how the people in atroon represent her, and sometimes they'll just represent her with like a very large owl or like an owl woman. In in from where Genta is from, how, how did they depict her? Like, did they depict her like a like a motherly turtle, or or did she did she have you know or like uh, animals mostly, or did the kind of like the elf image? Permeate from like other parts of the world.
1: So again, I think that based on the, um, what they I want to say what they know, but what they really understand about what other people view, um, they they have witnessed a lot of these images. I think the symbol that really kind of personifies the goddess to to Jinta is a tree. Mm. Like I think that he sees. Life. He sees the tree as like the the epitome of like life. It's just this always growing structure, organic structure that is um, lasts for years and years and years and buds fruit and buds flowers and there's a lot of beauty in that. There's a lot of uh, stoicness like in in that. So he that's why he has that image on his back on his shell is is because that's that's how he views. Meliana, not necessarily as any of the images that have been depicted before, but really just as this mm. tree representation of like tree is life. So this must be.
0: I think I think he would he would have a pretty firm understanding that of all, because there there is this this strange like um, overlap, right? So so this total community from Melorin is worshiping the same nature goddess that they worship in Atroon, but you know maybe their knowledge goddess, knowledge deity. Is not the same as the knowledge god from a and maybe it's from some other, you know, country in Florip or even in um, the wastes, which is, you know, the kind of the desert land across the, the great sea. And uh, I think you would have a pretty firm understanding that of all the cultures that his people have come back to come back from, uh, Meliana in some shape or form is probably the most widely worshipped god in the known world.
1: Yeah, I mean, where there's um, life, there's just
0: because, yeah, by that very nature, is that. Um you know if you don't quite have civilization yet you don't there's you know there's e- either a civilization god really doesn't have any power sure or you don't have need for them you know this this kind of a, an odd split there as far as like the way you could see it a dichotomy um, some would say yeah and you know or like you know until you've started acquiring knowledge as a society right again either a knowledge god doesn't have power or you have no need for one. Like, sure. like people wouldn't have, you know, some of the gods are bound to have been created, you know, by people and, and don't actually exist either. But, you know, as far as nature goes and, and virility and, and, you know, pregnancy and all these things, I mean, a nature goddess, a life goddess, you know, has permeated almost every culture. And, and a lot of them like scholars would connect. Not every nature God in every country is, believed to be Meliana in, in some form. But like uh, like in the place that Brimley's from, Eldath is, is known as being Eldath and Meliana. And there's that weird kind of thing of like, you know, they have different names in these different places and they're a little bit different in these different places. And they almost like they have these characters that they turn on and off and whatnot. Sure. So uh, roll that die again. Let's do another one from this 18. section. 18. Has Junta ever been in love? I think you hinted at this before. But Has he uh, ever been in love? If so, describe what happened.
1: Um, I would say that. So love is a, yeah, is, is an is an interesting word. Um, I would say that he has definitely felt affection for another being before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's ever acted upon them or mm-hmm. like felt like he needed to say something. Um, so he's
0: had a crush on people.
1: Yes, I think. He, I think there's one person specifically that he had a crush on and forgive me, but I just had to grab my notes because I have the name written down. So um, in my backstory, I had written that uh, this woman, human actually, Mm -hmm. uh, her name was Carmen. And she's kind of the one who rescued Junta out of his perils of the time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: showed, Showed him the ways of Meliana and, uh, that kind of, that bond created like levels of affection, mm-hmm. you know, just through again, being saved, being developed, being shown basically his path to life. Right. So, uh, but he never acted upon that. He never really said anything. I'm not sure the, the feelings were reciprocated in any way or like, or like the same. Um, but he, you know, it definitely existed. So.
0: Um, question cause I'm, cause I'm recalling some things, uh, when the, the mage spoke to Car, uh, to Junta, you know, when, when he talks to the rest of the Goblin Splooshers, he takes on the form of Aberstall Yes, because that's a common person that they all had yeah. and is connected to the mage in that way. Uh, was Carmen the, the form that, that yeah. Jenta saw? Okay, because I remember yeah. it being a, a woman, a human woman. So, um, interesting, yeah. interesting. And you got to wonder, I don't know if you have, you got to wonder. The mage took the form of Aberstall, the mage knew Aberstall. True. You have to wonder.
1: I don't think, I don't think that Jenta's ever made that connection because I don't think, as far as I remember, he's never manifested as Aberstall to... Agenda. Right. So I don't know if that connection's been made. I don't know if the the, the, the group has made if the that group distinction has talked enough. I about doubt it. with the, the form, yeah. With the, de- the depth of our conversation on <laughs> the podcast, I don't think it goes any deeper than than that. So I, I you'd have you would wonder. You'd be left wondering for sure.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, roll a d twenty. We're going to go from sixty one to eighty. This begins to go into likes and dislikes.
1: To fourteen. Fourteen.
0: Um, I'm not gonna ask you this question because I, I mean, I guess what are Junta's favorite things to read about? It's how I'll phrase it. It says, Do you like to read essentially? And I'm like, we know I that like he to does. Read.
1: <laughs> um Yeah, so his favorite things to read about probably have to be things regarding again, like his preference towards nature. So it's really just about you know the beauties of Certain locations, you know, whether it's uh, the majesty of a forest or you know the 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 view of a, a mountainscape, you know, in the background of a prayer, you know, stuff like that. He likes reading about just beautiful wonders of the world. In that way, he also he does enjoy reading about like kind of the 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 ways that people celebrate and the ways that people kind of or the things they celebrate about, like whether it's mm. about you know holidays or. Um, different festivals or, um, you know, even people, how they celebrate birthdays, you know, if, pe- if people do that or not, you know, st- stuff simple like that. He, he, he likes to, um, he reads things that, that are innately joyful, right? Like things that just mm. could bring somebody joy. Cause that's what he's about. He's not really about, it's about life. He's about life. He's about how people enjoy life, how people, um, how, how people see the world and see life. You know he doesn't really care for the opposite. You know, mostly he accepts there's an opposite reality, which is death, but he chooses not to focus on that
0: side. Cool. Uh, roll, roll another. We'll do we'll do uh, one more from this category, and then we'll hit the uh, eighty to hundred at least once. To five. Five. So that would be what? What did I say before? Sixty-five. Oh, who's the person that Junta despises the most, and why?
1: Who despises the most?
0: Biases.
1: that's hard um so all in all gent is a character that doesn't hate um i can t- i can tell you there's not a specific individual but there's mm. definitely a type of people okay like people who prey on the weak mm. people who uh generally just disrespect the order of nature or like the the, the beauty of nature, you know, he just he just doesn't like people that, that are unwilling to at least see from the perspective of you know, the beauty of it all, you know like, um, he, he, again, he wouldn't like hate the people but anybody who is, again, obsessed with, I guess, I don't want to say civilization, but kind of like that technological aspect or like, you know, basically how can we how can we change nature or, or use nature to, for our own selfish benefits and stuff like that? Those are people he would look at with disdain or look at like, why would you do that? You know, what, what's the purpose? So,
0: I mean, how did he feel about like, how did he feel about this little zoo that they kind of ended up in recently where there were these, you know, almost like exhibits where these specimens were being, were being kept? Was that you know, a celebration of the diversity that is life? Or was that like, why, are, why is this happening? Like, how do you think? Um, people go both ways on zoos. I mean, some people yeah, sure. go, wow, you know, it's amazing that all these animals are here and that, and that, you know, young children and people can see animals that they would never be able to see yeah. in their whole lives. And then other people go with, yeah, but they're not in their natural habitat and they're not where they're supposed to be. So how did he, what was his take on the lab I hate to call it a lab, but I guess I guess it's kind of what it was uh,
1: definitely a spectacle mm-hmm. um I would say that it seems as it seemed as though there was kind of a direct purpose, like the study mm-hmm. of these creatures, and it didn't seem to me. In the, in kind of the middle of it, that thing would, it was an habitat in which things were negative. It was all, it also kind of totally seemed to, to jump to like another world, mm-hmm. you know, which is like bizarre. Cause I, I, I mean, he, he thinks that they're on the same plane of existence, but like, it's just a different, he's never seen something like that. Right. Right. Um, you know, again, there's, it's a difference between seeing books that have the pictures of these things versus seeing these creatures in reality living outside of their zone. So I would say it was definitely interesting. I don't think that he had, a, uh, he would probably lean more towards negative than positive, mm. but he wasn't ready to go up in arms for this thing. It was kind of just like a, wow, this is weird. You know, this is.
0: So how, how do you think he would react to like a. Um like a simic hybrid, somebody who, you know, uses magic and science to like alter themselves or even play with, you know, nature. Does he see that as like, well, this is cool. It's so cool. We're, we're expanding that natural world. Or is it like, you know, this is like, we, nature should be left alone.
1: So I I think Jenta would believe that nature is expansive and -hmm. it's always expanding. Mm -hmm. Um, If you leave nature to itself, it will expand, it will grow, it will change. So, to rush along the process is probably not his preference you know like the i heard somebody say recently the beauty of being human is the struggle Mm. right so i think the beauty of nature is the time is like the the struggle of seeing something fight to survive but then overcoming that and growing and being Mm -hmm. better you know for it so i think that that would be his his standpoint it's like Instead of rushing it along, why don't you just let it, if it, if it should get there, it should get there, mm-hmm. right? If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But if it's not, you could be taking a turn for a direction that it shouldn't be going, you know? So don't, don't, don't mess with things that are already good.
0: Cool. Is, uh, yeah. on a scale of one to 10, how do you, how excited do you think Junta is to go to Brimley's wedding? now knowing, even though you might not know this, but from the invitation that it is in the city of Orkanaem which is Meliana's holy city in Atrune.
1: Yeah, so basically um, as, just because it's Brimbley's wedding you know, he's at like, he's already at like 8 or 9. Right. You know, he's super excited for Brimbley. Um, But to know that information for him is like it's like an 11. You know, he turned it up a lot because now he's going to be Really, being be able to like join in with the people there and kind of celebrate with people who who we assumes would also be like minded, right? So, um, he's excited to see the sights. He's excited to kind of see the culture, get to know the people. But um, again, he's he's pretty hyped for the wedding. Like, so I think I think in terms of priority, it would be the wedding over the holy city. It's kind of like if we got invited to a wedding in Hawaii, right? It's right. like. Well, I'm more excited. Like, Hawaii is cool. Sure, right. I'm excited about Hawaii, but like, like I'm here for the wedding. Like that's, that's what I'm excited about, you know? So it's kind of like that.
0: Could I sway you if I, if I spoiled for you that the, uh, that the high priest, this isn't necessarily true, but it, okay. that the, the high priest of the church of Meliana, the high priest of, of the open air cathedral, um, was a turtle. that. that
1: uh I mean, stay the same answer. If that's if that's true, I mean and, and Genta, does Junta know that or not know that? Or is it kind of just like
0: I don't think Junta knows that.
1: Okay. Um If if that's even true. If it's true, um that'd be pretty hype. I mean Junta would definitely uh go nuts probably over that. Um again, we kind of saw his interaction with uh the the shifter squadron. Yeah. Um and having that turtle there and just
0: Modernico. Modernico, yeah,
1: and just yeah. being able to connect with that that kind of cultural aspect of sharing stories. So, um I'm sure if he got a hold of this high priest, if it's a turtle, um he just would they would kind of well, he would hope that he they'd just talk and and there's I'm sure there's so many stories that that potential character could share and really just kind of enlighten Jhenta to it.
0: Well, I will tell you that uh buckle up. I think you'll you'll find it exciting and interesting. Uh they're not a turtle. Uh, it's okay. But um
1: it's it's, it's he, he would still be excited. It's pretty it's
0: pretty neato burrito. Um you know what's funny is is you guys never got to see the like shifter forms for um I mean so technically their shifter forms were like the like they had like armor and stuff. Yeah. Right? So they they like went into an armor mode that was their like they had mightily morphed. Or in my Some words, superly shifted. Sure, yeah. Uh, but they're like, uh, I believe I called them zegamords because I'm yeah. just so creative, so creative, yeah. Uh, I don't think you ever got to see the zegamord form from Modernico. No, he did. Um, the uh, I think her name is her name is either Jessica or Yennefer, but I can never <laughs> I can never remember which one. But the, yeah. the halfling, the halfling in pink that uh, yep. that had a had a crush on uh, on Brimley. Yep. Uh, you didn't see hers either. Did not. And. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you remember, they're based in Orkaname. Yeah. The so holy I'm sure city we'll see of Meliana, uh, so that's uh I'm not gonna railroad you there like I have been apt to do in the past, but mm. uh Well definitely something's wedding's, wedding's enough or, of a uh, push for sure.
1: Is enough of a push, a pull. But, I
0: mean. but who knows when you'll be back in Orkaname, you know? True. But um Yeah. If uh well, Jen has never been to Valoran, right? He's never been to. Uh, I would love for you guys to make it back to Valoran at some point. That'd be cool, just because it's like you know where we started, it's where you started, yeah. and and uh, that would be kind of kind of rad to see how they've repaired and how they've built and stuff. So yeah, we'll see where crazy uh, stuff went down there. I will say that it, that season four is very sandboxy. Ooh, season four is very much like do what you want. There's there will uh, have like a an idea as far as like what's going on in the country. Yeah, but it's very much like you can choose to like, you know, work towards some goal, and if you want to, what? So, it's, so season four will be very sandboxy, which I think will be fun. Yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, yeah, so I think that's probably uh, that's it. Cool. Anything you want to say to the the people?
1: Well, uh, thanks for listening. First of all, um, we've definitely this has definitely been a weird journey to know that yeah. people are excited. Some people are really excited to to hear us play D anD D. I mean, we started off as a a group of guys, and there were no girls at the time. I think
0: not but immediately. Now yeah. now,
1: they're, now you know, my yeah. wife plays. You know, uh, Marissa plays. My plays Yeah, that's
0: like the crazy part when we started the. When we started the podcast, Marissa and I were not dating. True. I mean, you weren't married, but like... I wasn't married, yeah, that's true. But like, by the time the podcast ends, I will be married. <laughs> like, this Thanks. The podcast has spanned...
1: Yeah, like Basically a lifetime.
0: Our right. whole relationship.
1: Yeah. Just nuts. So, uh, but no, it's, it's been a really cool journey so far, going from just playing... Yeah, we're still having fun, but going from playing for fun to playing with a purpose, right? So Yeah. Um, you know, and then of taking that ex- this these experiences, kind of branching out to the horizons, DMing, stuff like that, it's really cool. So um yeah, no, thanks for listening. We really, really appreciate that. And uh if you guys uh like us, you know, just share us, you know, tell people about us. Um that's like word of mouth is key, it's king. So
0: couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. So we're uh, we're not completely sure, to be honest with you, listener, what uh, what you're going to hear next week. I don't think it's going to be your regular scheduled uh, programming. I think that we are going to have at least one more week of of hiatus. Um, we're not quite sure what we're going to do there, but uh, but tune in. We're we're excited to keep playing. Uh, it's been a while for us now, and so I'm I'm kind of chomping at the bit. I've I've got that hype again to really like step up my. My map-making game, and I've been painting minis left and right.
1: Yeah, ever since we got that, that mini for Genta, yeah.
0: Bought a couple of, yeah, for sure. I bought a couple of new minis, too. Things that I'm hoping will uh, will pop up, so yeah, tune in. Uh, keep with us. You got season three, we're almost done. I bet you only have like three or four more sessions of season three. That's if we live. That's if you live, uh, yeah, that's if you survive the... uh the Earth Realm and the Wind Cage and yeah. this uh, this Elder who has hair that can attack you and yeah who you you know attacked yep by stepping into her home and anyway yeah no judgment no, hey but uh, yeah so uh, so tune in next week we'll see what we got for you and uh, we appreciate you immensely and uh, later no, yeah thanks peace.
1: Hello everyone, we'd just like to take this moment to thank our patrons for bringing this episode to you So thank you to Austin, Brock, Caitlin, Frederick, JJ, Jordan, Justin, Kim, L.A. Branton, Michael, Nathan, Necroscope 7 Neil, and Phil Thank you for all your support in helping us keep this podcast going